Mary Holm, our personal finance expert, is with me in the uh, Auckland studio. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. Nice to see you, and welcome to our brand new, slightly flasher studio. It's very flash. Yeah, I'm going to move That's, that microphone nice yep. and close. You are still getting used to it, actually. Um, before we get on to your advertised topic today, there was a bit of an, uh, an announcement from the National Party today that they might make some changes to KiwiSaver if they get in. We had a request from someone um, to ask if you could comment on them. Yes, yeah. Well, there was there was one KiwiSaver change announced a couple of two or three weeks ago by National, and that was where people would be allowed to take money out of their KiwiSaver fund to use as a rental bond. Yeah. And by the time they were 30, it had to go back into KiwiSaver, although some people have pointed out that um, people don't always get their bonds back, yeah. you know, either because the land We talked was, about it, I think, at Yeah, the time. we might have, yeah. yes. Um, <clears throat> the announcement today was that they would let, National would let people be in more than one, with more than one KiwiSaver provider. Now, a couple of reports I've seen say, would let people be in more than one KiwiSaver fund. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. Um, c currently, people are allowed to be in more than one fund as long as it's run by the same provider. And so some people might be in several funds run by yeah. their bank or, or whoever their I'm provider is. I'm 64. I want access to some of my, my, my money yes. next year, but I think I'm going to live for another 20 years, so I'm going to put some in a, in a safe place and I'm some in a slightly more volatile that's place. That's right. Mm. That's right. And so that's been there forever. Mm. Um, but what they're saying is people could be in more than with more than one provider. And I think their thinking behind that is that there are quite a few... Now there's more innovative KiwiSaver funds coming out, you know, investing in little niche parts of the market mm. um, and encouraging sort of new business in New Zealand and Simplicity's been getting into um, uh, housing, built, you know, investing in building more housing in New Zealand. Um, and there are others doing, we've talked a bit about it in the past, there's one cryptocurrency fund, yeah. things like that. And so, and, and National says currently, if you like the look of one of these in, interesting new funds, you have to move all your money to that provider, mm -hmm. which is not that big a deal. Um, but I suppose this does mean that if, say, you liked what um, provider A is doing, an innovative new fund, and then provider B does another innovative new fund, and you think, I'd like to put some money in both of those, yeah. well, now you could. Yeah, right. So... It gives new flexibility and and possibly encourages new providers into the market who could make their mark by coming up with something really different. Or I and, suppose um, if I quite like this innovative fund that's going to you know invest in cryptocurrency or whatever, but I might not like want to put. I might not completely trust this fund, so yes. I think I'm going to put. $5,000 yes. in with them, but I'm going to keep the bulk of my savings in the one that I know and trust. Yes, yeah. or perhaps the one that's passive and low fees, yeah. whereas this innovative one's yeah, got yeah, yeah. higher fees. They but, might not yeah. have that kind of um, passive low fee fund that you want. Yeah, <clears throat> That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So it does give people more flexibility. A couple of worries about it. One is it might cost a bit more to run. It's, it will certainly make things a bit more complicated at IRD because uh -huh. they're the ones that run the government contributions. 
and you know the providers report to them how much Jesse's put in during the year mm. and is he eligible for the full government contribution. So that would, would get a bit more complicated. Although I don't, you know, maybe it wouldn't be a big deal. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> at at the moment, for example, your employer contribution just goes to one place. Like, so would this yes. split that contribution? That's or a, would you yes. choose which one it went into? That's right. Are you going to be going to your employer and saying, I want to put 10% of my money with this new innovative fund and keep 90% in the other? And so they've got to divide it up in the payroll department, and that might... Um, cause some complaints, especially in smaller employers who you know might not really have a payroll expert on the staff, and mm. they might say, "Oh God, here we've got another <laughs> complication." Um, you know, so there there is that, and more broadly, I'm not. I like the simplicity of KiwiSaver. I think already there's <laughs> quite a lot for a lot of people to grasp who are not very interested in investing. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, they're getting their heads around KiwiSaver, and now there's an added complication. Well, having said that, you don't have to be with more than one provider, no. but it does give people more choice, and sometimes there is research to, to show that if you, if you give someone too much choice, they kind of freeze and don't do anything. Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, anything that complicates KiwiSaver is a negative as far as I can see. So overall... Overall, I'm probably more positive than negative about it because it does encourage more innovation by new providers, okay. I would say. Thank so, you. Yeah. Unlikely yeah. to be um, a game changer for the election, though. Probably. Just pro- an interesting yes. idea about yes. how one party thinks they might improve a, a system. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank yes. you, Mary. Um, and on to the main topic yes, which... for people struggling to pay their rates. And you overheard something on Wallace's show. Yes, I was driving along and um, the other day, last... Thursday, I think it was, and he had a retired man on the talk, not a panelist, but someone, a guest on the panel, talking about how his rates had risen 43%. And that was perhaps, and and therefore the rate payments were going to be taking 35% of his income, which is massive. Mm. Um, The history of it was that he bought a house in Ponsonby in the 1980s for (laughs) $80,000. And it's now got a, a government valuation of three and a half million. Oh my so it, you know, so he's you know, not a lot of people. And I'm sure this man has his problems, but there might not be many <laughs> listeners feeling sorry for it. Indeed, given the value of the property he's sitting on. But on the other hand, he presumably doesn't want to move. Yeah. And if he's in the meantime, the, his rates have gone up so much. Perhaps partly because the value of his property's gone up so much. And I'm sitting there in the car yelling out, somebody tell him to look into rates um, postponement or or rates rebates. And nobody did say that. And I thought, oh, you know, come on, you guys. Um, It's something that a lot of people don't know about. And it could really help people, anybody who's whose rates have gone up. I, I read that in Queenstown they've gone up 14% mm-hmm. just recently with inflation at, at about 6 That's, you know, help. Yeah. Um, and in quite a lot of other places, rates have gone up way more than inflation, and so people are facing big rates bills. And there are these two types of um, of help people can get with their rates. One is, and, and I have to say it varies council by council, which just makes it very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, one is rate rebates, which are for people on low incomes. And I think most councils offer those. 
and they're worth a few hundred dollars. It, it depends on how high your rates are and the number of dependents you've got living at your property mm. and so on. But this is just a total clean reduction in your rates. You're paying, you pay less rates. Yeah, rebate's um, quite a technical word, but it just means they'll charge you less. Yes, yeah. that's right, that's right. Um, so those are available for people on low incomes. And then there is rates postponement, and that's a bit more complicated. And in many of the places I <clears throat> had a look on, found that they are offered in Wellington, Dunedin, Hamilton, Tauranga, Auckland and Christchurch. But in all of those except Auckland and Christchurch, you have to be in some kind of financial stress, financial mm-hmm. trouble to get this postponement. Um, in Auckland and Christchurch, I couldn't see anything on the website to suggest if you're over 65, I think you can get it regardless of your income or your mm. situation. And in those other places, I don't know how hard... One of the websites said you had to be in extreme financial hardship, <clears throat> but they might say if someone's got to spend 35% of their income on rates, that might be categorised as extreme yeah. financial hardship. I don't know. Um, all I can say is people might want to apply and see if they get accepted. But um, And by the way, before I forget... In some of the councils, if you live in a retirement village, you're also eligible for this. So there's all sorts of people that might be eligible. And the deal is that you can pay no rates until you sell the property or or you die. So there's a bill being run up. It's like a mini version of a reverse mortgage, but it's just with your council rates. And... um, so you're paying no rates in the meantime, and the the debt is piling up and um, accumulating, and the council is paying is charging you an interest rate that is it basically its cost of borrowing. So it means that people who get rates postponements aren't the. It's not like other ratepayers are subsidising them mm. because they're just. They're paying whatever the council has to, mm. has to pay to borrow money, and so it means the council actually breaks even. Really, it, you know, it's charging the rate. Mm. It will have to borrow some more money, but it's getting the interest all paid yeah. in this debt, um, in this rates postponement debt. You've talked about this before up. with me, and it seems yes. quite sensible. I know. I, I like, actually, who's the loser? There isn't a loser. That's that's the thing. And so, I, one thing I want to suggest is that. I, as I say, I think in Auckland and Christchurch anyone can do it, and um, I might do it at some point if I retire, you know, and, and think, oh, I, w- I could use a bit more money. I mean, you know, your annual rates are thousands of dollars quite often, and if you think, well, I'd quite like to spend that on a trip um, instead of paying my rates, that is legitimate, I think, um, because it's not going to grow to anywhere near the value of your property. You know, you've got a house worth a million dollars, let's say. And if you do this, even if you do it for 20 or 30 years, it's only your rate. So it's not a huge amount of money money that's building up the debt each year. And so, um, you you know, you might, for example, if you've got a million dollar house, you might find that if you do this for quite a few years, that when you die or move out, 100,000 has got to go back to the council. 
and you get to keep the or your mm. heirs get to keep the the rest of it. So um, I would suggest actually that people have a look on their council's website. This is largely people over 65, or you might do it for your mum or dad or yeah. something. Have a look on the council website and see what the rules are in your area. Just look for rates postponement or rate rebate. Just Google that and up yeah. it will come. Um, and if your council doesn't offer it, or if it offers it, but it, it makes it available only to people on low incomes, I would suggest you get together and lobby for the council to change it. Mm. Point out that Auckland and Christchurch are doing it for everybody, and that there's no, it isn't, there is no skin off anyone's nose as far as I can see. So I just think it, because it really is silly for people, for this man in particular on the panel, to be sitting in a house worth three and a half million dollars and he's struggling. That's S- mad. Someone asks Mary, uh, yeah. this might be too complicated, why should someone sitting on a 3.5 million tax free capital gain get rebates when a person on minimum wage? Might have to pay the full amount. Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I I would like to see capital gains introduced, but let's not start on that because it's awfully complicated when you start looking at the details and whether it should be on people's own homes. Um, all around the world, they don't put it on people's own homes. So that's a really good point. Yeah. That I don't think that that man, if we're looking at what should happen, I don't think that man should get a rebate. So his, he gets a reduction in his rates. I think he should get a, a rates postponement. Mm. So he's running up the debt, and when he dies or moves out of the house, council gets paid back, and in the meantime, he's going to be covering the interest cost, or the debt will, will eventually cover the interest costs. So that would be my response to that person, yeah. that you're not actually doing it at the expense of anyone else. Great. Yeah. Um, yes. Anything so, else to say on this one? Just if you like the idea of all this and find that you just actually can't do it at, with your council, have a look at a reverse mortgage, which we've talked about before. They're offered these days by Heartland Bank and SBS, and they are very similar. The big difference is that the interest rate is higher on a reverse mortgage. Like currently, the Auckland Council charges 685 on rates postponement percent, mm. whereas um, Heartland's charging 9.75, so it's higher interest. So you yeah. want to go for the rates postponement first, yeah. but if you can't get that, you can go for the, um, have a look at a reverse mortgage. Um, and one final point is that if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, this is all too hard, I'm not sure how to do it, go to the Money Talks website where you can get a free financial mentor who will help people with their finances and ask them if they can, you can just get some help with how to apply for this um, particular deal. And they should be able to give you some free expert advice on how to do it. Fantastic. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Jesse. Great to have you. Oh, can I throw one more at you? Sure. Because I know you're up for it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, this is a KiwiSaver question, and the person says, because we were talking about KiwiSaver earlier. Yes. What is the point in saving? The government will look after you anyway. Oh, well. I yeah. think what they mean is what's the point in saving when you're going to get superannuation? Yeah, and super is. Super? 
people, if they're living on super only after 65 and they've got a mortgage-free home, they usually do okay. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, have a lot of lovely trips and things like that and flash cars and stuff, but they do okay. If you haven't got a mortgage-free home, it's not really enough. And even if you have, it's quite nice to have a bit more than that and be able to have a, a fun time in retirement, yeah. yes. Um, thank you. Rates postponement, Mary, I guess the counter-argument would be that assisting people to stay in houses that they can't afford encourages the inefficiency of people staying in houses that are bigger than they need. That's good an interesting point. point. It is a good point, yes. yeah. And it's quite often it is a matter of size and a family could move in there. So look, these are all valid points. Yeah, but but do we want to sort of force someone to move out of the home they've known and loved, like like our man on the panel who's been there since the 1980s, probably loves his home, and it's not actually his fault it's not. that it's appreciated that much. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for coming in. Pleasure, Jesse. Okay. Uh, Mary Holm is an every couple of weeks uh, personal finance expert, and you can hear previous conversations that I've had with Mary on our website. We set them up as podcasts, so you can listen to them in your own time and on your own app. But we've got the RNZ app as well, which is a pretty good way of catching up.